Hey everyone, welcome to Hollywood Sports Mom. Today's show, a little bit different, but I learned a lot. I think you will too. And I gotta say, I have a love-hate relationship with the Nextdoor app, okay? Sometimes I go on and I think everyone's nuts and it scares me that on Facebook you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your friends on the Nextdoor app. They're just the people who live around you. So there's arguments, there's everything else, but I love the Nextdoor app in that you find out helpful info. You can find out why your power's blinking and realize it's not a home problem. You can help a little child be reunited with their cute little puppy. So I find it to be, um, I don't know, a wealth of information. And recently on my local Nextdoor app, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of controversy about a particular intersection. It's an intersection where they change the traffic. And before you think traffic pattern sounds like a big snooze fest and you're like, why is Carol talking about the town she lives in? Hold tight. This is not just a local issue is what I found out. This could be coming to your town too. And it's important because right now, in my own opinion, and I'd say 75% of my neighbors and residents' opinions, it's not the safest that it could be. So I wanna give you your bearings real quick and show you what happens at this intersection and this is the first time it has ever been done in the nation. Yes, first time in the nation. That's why this is a national story, because chances are it's going to broaden out to other cities, which we'll talk about in our interview. But first, here is a picture of the intersection. This is non-rush hour. Note the red X box. Um, so you're, you're driving 45 miles an hour down this street. Uh, and this hits you fast. You come up on this red X lane, you say, oh my gosh, what does this mean? How did I end up here? I'm not supposed to be on this lane. And this is usually only seen in major cities on I-95, I-495 DC. You see it when you expect big time rush hour traffic, okay? So you kind of get it and you expect it. But what you don't expect is to see it in a suburban intersection, which again, first time ever done in the nation. This is a test. This is an experiment, okay? So I want to show you what happens at this intersection at rush hour, because just when I thought the red X was a little bit confusing, hold tight. So it, here is a picture of what happens at rush hour. And the one lane has the red turning arrow. We know that means stop, okay? But there's a white arrow next to it. What the heck does the white arrow mean? Does it mean I can go proceed with caution? Am I supposed to stop? But if it means stop, why isn't it red like the other arrow? It's entirely confusing according to the 200 people I've interviewed. So we invited someone from the North Carolina Department of Transportation to help us get to the bottom of this and answer some questions. Okay, so we have asked Joe Hummer, from the North Carolina Department of Transportation to join us. Hi, Joe. Hello, Carol. How's it going? Uh, we're, we're good. Good. Hope you are, too. Good. I know you had a big week last week, by the way, which I had no idea. I was trying to book you for an interview, and I'm in a pizza shop, and I look up on screen. I'm pretty sure I saw you being interviewed at your summit. Uh, I guess, what was it, a North Carolina Department of Transportation mm -hmm. Summit for the state? Right. Transportation Summit was last week. Okay. Right? So I'm sitting there saying, okay, maybe he's not going to get back to me, but you still did. So I appreciate that because I can imagine, I know what it's like to be out of the office and things get a little crazy. So Joe, you are, I have to read this because it's a lofty title, the state traffic management engineer 
for the Mobility and Safety Division of the Department of Transportation. Right? That's me. Yep. Okay, cool. So, you know, I want to talk about the dynamic left turn because I found that in my neighborhood and even in the town of Cary, there's a lot of talk about it. There's a lot of chatter. I don't know if you've heard that. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, but I didn't really know what it meant until I moved here. And I'm, I'm going to be just frank up front and say we moved here. I come from New York and L.A. I've worked. I'm a TV producer. I've worked in every major city and I've stayed there for a while. So I'm a pretty, you know, well-versed driver. And sort of aggressive, not in a bad way. Like I know how to, you know, manage myself in, you know, eight lanes of traffic in L.A. or the craziness of New York City or the tri-state area. Um, but when we we moved here, I kept saying, I don't like this one intersection. <laughs> um, and then my husband started saying it, too. And I'm going to tell you, you know, a little bit later why. But we kept saying, what's up with this intersection? Then I started reading about it on different places, um, you know, neighborhood forums and so forth, where I would say, I mean, majority didn't like it. There were some folks who were like, hey, it saves me a little bit of time. I commute every morning. I like it. The overwhelming majority either didn't like it or were very confused. <laughs> okay. So I want to clear up some of that confusion today and then just talk about the pros, the cons, how it was implemented. So is it fair to say that you, Joe, you were very instrumental in the design and implementation of the dynamic left turn? Yeah, I think you could say that. I, I guess I'd be the uh, project champion maybe within NCDOT. I, I didn't invent the idea. Okay. When I saw it, I picked it up and kind of kind of pushed it. Uh, and I, I didn't, I wasn't out there with a hammer and a screwdriver putting in the devices either. But, Understood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I helped. I, I championed it, sure. Okay, cool. So this was implemented right around Valentine's Day, if I'm correct, in 2020 um, at the corner of Southeast Cary Parkway and Tryon Road. Um, and just in layman's terms, because we, you know, most of us don't talk traffic engineering all day. No offense. Um, what was the goal and the purpose? The goal was to uh, save travel time, to, to reduce delay. Uh, it, it's, it's a dilemma that traffic engineers have had for decades is, is some intersections have, have so much left turn demand that we need two left turn lanes, dual left turn lanes. Uh, the problem or the dilemma that introduces is with, the, with two left turn lanes, we almost always have to have green arrow for left turn. We call that protected left turn. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we do that, we introduce more delay around the rest of the intersection. And in the off peak times, the, the 20 hours of the day with, with lower demand, that, that's really costing everybody a, a lot of extra time okay. uh, wait, waiting for those couple of vehicles to make their left turn on the green arrow. So this was, a, as far as we know, it's the first in the world, uh, the only only one in the world to this point, uh, attempt to sort of address that dilemma and get the best of both worlds. Green Arrow during the peak times when you really need it, and then uh, reduce to one lane, and then we can use the flashing yellow arrow permissive left turn during the off-peak times, reducing everybody's delay around the intersection. So, so it was, yeah, we're really trying to address 
this problem or dilemma that goes back decades for us. Mm -hmm. And why was this particular intersection chosen? Well, the, the idea started with somebody in Raleigh. Uh, so that's, you know, we were looking locally um, for, for that reason. Uh, uh, Wake County, Durham County, Orange County, the, the Triangle region mm -hmm. uh, needed somewhere, obviously, with dual left turn lanes. Right. Uh, the other big thing was that we needed to be as sure as we can be that when we went to permissive with the uh, flashing yellow arrow, that drivers could make that movement safely. Um, and we can talk about that. There's uh, permissive is always let you know less safe than protected. Mm -hmm. That's a trade-off we traffic engineers make all the time, sort of between between safety and mobility. There, so we give up. There, there's going to be a, a, some extra crashes, but we try to find somewhere where there's not going to be too many more, right? Uh -huh. where the, especially the sight distance, the distance that a left-turning driver can see, and the speeds are not too high either. So that when we go to permissive, that um, that that we're pretty sure that we we won't get you know hardly any extra crashes. So mm -hmm. so speed, sight distance, obviously needed the dual left turn lane. Uh, in North Carolina, we've got a unique system here where the the DOT owns many of the roads, but the cities operate the signals. Correct. So we needed the town, wh whoever city or town, to 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 want to do this as well to be cooperative. And and town of Cary was cooperative still are on, on board with this uh political leadership and and uh engineering staff and and everybody um so th those were the probably the big big conditions there we had a list of a couple dozen intersections around the triangle that looked like candidates but this one kind of checked all the boxes uh uh oh and and one big thing was the right kind of demands like i was saying there high high during the peaks lesser during the off peak, it's, there's sort of a sweet spot there. Mm -hmm. And when we, you know, check the demands at this place, it, it hit that box too. So right. check, check, check. Uh, this one looked like a good place to, to, you know, install this first in the world. Okay. So I can, I can kind of see that there's probably like a total of, I mean, if you go around the whole intersection, I don't know how you count this stuff. I'm not an engineer. I'm a writer. Okay. Totally different side of the brain, by the way. Um, 16 lanes, I think there's about, if you count them. So it's kind of like a medium size intersection. This is no tiny intersection. Um, I know that, you know, rush hour, I can't stand, I, and I love Lowe's Foods, but I can't get out of that parking lot. Um, you know, it's something I try to avoid. <laughs> um, so I, I see what you're saying in, in the search for efficiency and so forth. Um, scares me a little bit to hear a little bit of safety goes away, which we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> so, um, let's see. And, and, and I will say, I mean, I didn't know anything about the lights and the way they changed and so forth, which I'll have some questions on, but I know when, when we moved here in 2020, you know, I, I, I just said to my husband, what's up with that intersection? And what I meant by it was the frequency of accidents I saw, and they weren't just Bender benders. They were scary accidents. You know, I'm talking airbags deployed. I'm talking flipped cars. I mean, they're still, the silver railing is still all dented up from one. You know, they're, they're bad wrecks, I guess, as we call them here in North Carolina. Um, and like I said, I've been around the block a few times, you know, <laughs> been to a lot of big cities, worked in a lot of medium-sized cities. And there was something about this intersection that my husband and I just kept saying, 
what the heck? And then my husband would come home and say, I saw another one. Like, what, what is going on? And, you know, then we started to say, maybe we avoid it. Like, I, you know, but it's, it's kind of convenient to, to where we need to go each day. So, um, so yeah, so we obviously kept going. And, and then I started to see it talked about a lot. And then I started to say, oh, what's dynamic left turn? And hence the reason we're here. And I know, you know, I looked up some of your interviews. I know in one of your interviews, you said, listen, this is, um, no, this has been done at PNC Arts. That's the name of it, right? Yeah, PNC Arts. Oh, the PNC Arena. PNC yeah, Arena. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, right, right, I said PNC right. Arts. There's no arts. PNC Arena. Um, yep. Yep. So you mentioned that, um, mm-hmm. but you know, I had never been there, first of all. But I do work in sports, and I know kind of what you're talking about. Where there's a big egress, you know, of seventy thousand people leaving at once. There's lane changes. But in my eyes, that's expected because you're 70,000 people leaving at once. So when you're leaving a stadium or, you know, an event arena like that, you're kind of looking, you know, like, okay, which way are they directing us? Um, Whereas that's what made this intersection a little bit, you know, different for us. Um, And I know, I think I read somewhere and I can't get the accurate number because I think I read two things and it could be, you know, uh, off reporting from a network or something, but it said it saves time. It saves first. I saw 18 seconds of time for each car. Then I saw about 12 seconds. I don't know if we've, if it's changed, if we've nailed it for each car. It, it depends how you measure that. If you're looking at every car through the intersection all day long, okay. it's, it's more like two seconds mm-hmm. per, per vehicle. That's, you know, times how many 60,000 vehicle per day times 365 days. It, it adds up, but so you know, peak hour, off peak, depends which cars we're looking at, even, you know, just those left turning vehicles or the other ones. So it, it's, yeah, it, it depends how, how you're slicing Right. That. Got it. Okay. See, I'm not an analytical brain. Okay. So um, I guess my question in general, this intersection not having anything to do with it. Okay. Just mm-hmm. talking to you as a transportation engineer in general, do we need those couple extra seconds? Like it, in sacrificing safety? Because yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, think about it. Think about all we've done over the last 10, 15 years to make our lives easier driving. We do conference calls. We have our GPSs. You know what I mean? I mean, there's idiots who are on their cell phones. Now, if you're on speaker, that's fine. But there's others we know who aren't. Um, you've got moms with screaming kids. You know what I mean? There's so much going or playing, you know, cartoons in the back seat. There's so much going on. That I guess I, I just want your opinion on it. Is it yeah. worth sacrificing a couple seconds for that safety percentage? It, it, let, let me be clear. You know, I, I don't think there's that many more collisions. Statistically, there there will be more crashes. That's what the uh, research shows when you go to from protected to permissive. That that usually means more crashes. We think there won't be many. We think there haven't been many. Uh this is a big, busy intersection, and there's always crashes, regardless of what the yep. signal indication looks like. So there's that. But this this is a trade-off. That this sort of safety versus mobility trade-off is is central to you know what I do for a living, central to our profession. It, setting speed limits, right? If we were really prioritizing safety, we'd set all the speed limits at, at 20 miles an hour. We 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 don't do that. The speed limits on those roads are 45. To, Going from 20 to 45, we know that introduces many more crashes and the crashes get more severe, but people have want, want to get where they're going within a reasonable time. You can't, 
all of us sort of structure our lives around those travel times. And so we, you know, kind of constantly make that trade-off. You know, my job, my colleague's job is to try to minimize that safety impact as much as possible to, to squeeze out and sort of get, get everybody the most mobility we can, reducing the safety impact as much as possible. But that, that trade-off is just, it, it's just inherent. There, there's, there's no way around that. In, in this case, uh, we, we, the, the numbers here are, are really, really pretty small when you get down to it compared to a lot of the bigger things that we do NCDOT, like, you know, building new interchange right. or bridges, or... you know, take out a signal and install a roundabout. I mean, that, then you get really substantial safety savings. This, this dynamic left turn, uh, small dollars didn't, didn't, didn't cost much. Uh, we hope we believe small safety impact. And, and honestly, it's probably in the end, it's bringing back a relatively small mobility impact too, that adds up when, you know, you look at everybody who goes through the intersection in a, in a day or a year. Um, and, you know, the, the judgment is, yeah, it, it looks like it's worth it. We ran the numbers and we think the public benefit paid off at least the cost of installation uh, within about nine months. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the cost of installation approximately? Uh, around $40,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the pub- public benefit, the, the savings to motorists came, came back to pay that back within a few months. And, uh, and, and again, we, we don't think there have been that many uh, extra crashes out there related to this, the, the dynamic left turn itself so that you know there's always crashes at a at a kind of a big intersection out there like we're talking about Mm -hmm. um but um yeah that that trade-off that's we fight that every day yeah i guess that's a part of your job that you're used to and you're trained to deal with because it's life but you know what i mean when you're someone like me (laughs) um who's just the everyday driver you know i'm not privy to those stats and privy to those uh what is the most i don't know efficient. I, I don't know. I'm just, a, I'm right. such a safety person that I never want safety to be, you know, in, right. in some sort of factor. Um, I yep. always want people to be the safest they can, but. Well, can I, can I add here? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that, that intersection out there with that design, 16 lanes, like you said, that, that signal, uh, we know that's not the safest configuration for that size of intersection. You know, it was put in 20 years ago, whenever, uh, we don't have a project out there to, to update it. Mm-hmm. it. But if we had had the money, if the basically if the taxpayers, if the public was willing to um, provide the money, we could provide much better safety out there really, you know, without sacrificing mobility because we have better, got a bigger menu, lots more designs out there now that, that could result in, in, you know, really important safety savings. But the, you know, we, we, they, the taxpayers give us the money that they do and we try our best to, to spend that well. Uh, but, you know, yeah, we're kind of constantly fighting that um, within that constraint too. Mm-hmm. Understood. Okay. So you mentioned the f- front p- protective or permissive lanes. I just want to go yep. over what those are. So I know what we're talking about. So I'm talking about Tryon um, yep. and the infamous, I'm going to call it that. Sorry, Joe. Uh, Red X lane. Okay, that sometimes pops up during non-peak hours, correct? Right. Okay, yep. 
and then the white arrow that I want to get to too. But I want to talk about the red X first. Uh, most people focus on the red X, I've noticed. They, they don't get the red X. They don't like the red X, blah, blah, blah. Some people do, but majority don't. And my thing with the red X is because the first time or maybe two, I messed it up, okay? Um, because I'm driving and I'm going 45 miles an hour, which is, you know, 45 miles an hour. It's not 35, big difference. And, you know, I might have something on my mind. I'm not used to it. And then I look and I go, crud, I am in a lane right now. <laughs> the guy next to me, you know, I see he has an arrow, but I'm right here and I got a red X. I'm not supposed to be in this lane. What yep. the heck do I do now? So I think that's, you know, people's confusion with just the red X part is that if you hadn't, you know, if you're not a local who's used to it, kind of throws you off guard because like you said, it's the first time in the nation it's been done. Yep. Okay. Yep. So there's that factor. And I mean, I've seen a red X before. It's been on I-495 or something in DC when, you know, and there's signs all over rush hour lane, this and that. Clearly in a suburban town, which is a big town, by the way, what, 177,000 people, I think. Um, but Still, you know what I mean? Like, you're not used to driving 45 miles an hour and saying, oh, my gosh, there's a red X. Like, I got to veer over. So I think that's part of it. Do, do you agree? Because I, I feel like, by the way, I just saw one last night. I see it all the time. And I want to talk about that because we're now three years into installation and people still don't know um what to do i saw it last night you could check your cameras if you got them 908 i was coming home from dinner i'm like there's a dude in the red x lane last week i'm driving you know uh non-peak hour it's i don't know like 11 30 in the morning and i'm in the proper lane and a guy just pulls up and he's next to a carry cop so clearly wasn't intentional i would think you know what i mean but just did the oh, oh crud i've never seen this and i'm in the red x lane so I mean, is that a concern that we're three years, almost three years after installation, and we still just? Yeah, it, it, it is a concern. Uh, our, our numbers show it before installation about uh, over 60% of drivers were, was in, were in the uh, rightmost of the left turn lanes. Right. Uh, when we, uh, in the non-peak hours, when we have the red X up there, that we get about 15% of drivers in that rightmost lane. So they all stayed in the inner one kind of. Um, so we'd love, love that number to be zero. Uh, really in traffic engineering, we never get to zero on any device. People mm -hmm. always violate whatever it is. So, you know, that, that's, that's actually been an interesting conversation around our hallways is, well, what's, what's acceptable. Um, mm -hmm. What's we'll never get to zero. So what, you know, what, what should be the goal here? Um, and we're not we're not done out there yet. We're, we we're talking about some more devices to to help make that clear. We've already, uh, I think, mid twenty twenty, we came in with some better pavement markings to help guide people into the leftmost lane, mm -hmm. kind of naturally, and then they could choose the right lane during the peak times. Um, we're, we're we're talking about beefing those up, maybe some kind of rumble strip things to, to I like that encourage people to get in into the correct lane um maybe some colored pavement mm -hmm. um and, and 
and, and maybe more and, and better overhead sign as well, because uh, yeah, 15%. So, you know, on the one hand we moved, we changed the behavior of 50% of the drivers, but that, that 15%. And we think that's a lot of drivers who, who don't know. And then a lot of other drivers who don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, regardless of the devices out there, we may, you know, probably never change their minds. Uh, and I can say one other thing we learned with this first in the world um, uh, installation is that we, the next site, we're going to try not to have a shopping center just downstream on the right side after you make your left turn. Mm-hmm. I, nobody anticipated that. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, in, in the lead up to, to this thing, I, I don't think it, it, you know, pull up our meeting minutes or I, no, nobody thought of it. Nobody mentioned it said it's the first in the world we're, we're, we're trying next time we're going to try not to have a big traffic generator on, on the right side there um, as a sort of a temptation to drivers to, to do the wrong thing. Got it. To get in that innermost, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, yep. rightmost left yep. turn lane because they want That's to right. turn into the parking lot. Okay. Understood. That's correct. Yep. Well, I'm glad to hear that there's, you know, always thought going into how can we you know what I mean? It improve this because yep. Yep. it's um, it's sort of known as a scary intersection right now. I want to talk about the white. So everyone's talking about the red X. Okay. Yep. And for me, like I said, first, maybe two times I ended up in that lane. I'm like, oh, crud. You know, now I get it. You know, I expect it. Um, but <laughs> then I, I didn't even hear about the white arrow. Um, I happen to be driving... I guess it was during rush hour, but it was early rush hour. So it wasn't a lot of cars. You know what I mean? It was just actually I have a picture of it, I think. But um, and I got up there and I'm in that second lane. And the one that usually could have the red X at times. And I yep. see a white arrow. I have no idea what a white arrow means. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm here to ask you because I still don't know. I have asked people if they know. I went into DMV, um, I guess, two weeks ago, and I said, you know, I wanted a manual. And I said, you know, I got to look up some stuff because, like, what's the deal with this intersection? They're like, well, what are you talking about? And I told them. And and the the one guy, well, first they said everyone hates that intersection. (laughs) I said, okay, great. At least I'm not alone. Um, And then... They said, the one guy was very concerned. He said, well, what is it? Is it a traffic sign or is it a traffic signal? I said, it's a traffic signal. I I don't know what to do there. And I want me and my husband to know. And I explained it to him. I think I I can show you. I pulled up this picture just so everyone sees. But we can put it up on the screen. So um, one lane has a red arrow. So we've been taught our whole lives, red means stop, (laughs) right? (laughs) Green means go. Yellow means proceed with caution. I'm in that second lane. I'm like, what the heck does white mean? So what does white mean? Yeah, white, white means you can be in that lane. That, that, that's, you can be in that lane, and that's the movement we want you to make from that lane. That, that you, should, you should make a left turn from, from that lane. Um, the, the, one of the changes we're contemplating, by the way, is to, to put that same uh, changeable uh, electronic sign over the left lane. The one that's so that, currently red. 
uh, no, the one that's currently got a, a metal sign, per- permanent 100% of the time metal. Mm-hmm. We, we think there's confusion because the one sign is, is black on white metal and the other sign is white on black electronic. Okay. They're trying to tell you the same thing, that it's okay to be in that lane. And if you're in that lane, make a left turn, but, but they, but they look different. Correct. They, they feel different. And um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're perfectly legal. They're, they're in the federal manual. They're, 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 you know, as far as we're concerned, they're the correct devices to use. But I, I but I agree with you. They're, they're obscure and, and we've got a driver education difficulty here uh, with that. So we, we don't, you know, I, honestly here, we don't know what to do about the, the electronic sign over the rightmost lane, mm-hmm. but we are going to, we're at least talking about updating the sign over the leftmost lane. So at least the two signs will be the same. Right. The like in their lane. physical appearance is what you're yes. saying. Okay. Yes. So, but why does it have to be white anyway? Yeah. That's, that's my confusion because yeah. I, I just, and I, yeah. I surveyed all my friends. I have the numbers. I actually put it on social media. Now, most of my social media followers are from other places. You know, I'd, yeah. I'd say 20% of them are from here and 80% are from all over Nashville, LA, New York. And I mean, majority of the people I said, what does this white arrow mean? <laughs> Stop. Yeah. And I showed the red one next to it. Yeah. Go proceed with caution or I have no flipping idea. Majority of the people wrote, I have no flipping idea. Um, And the second most popular answer, which kind of scared me a lot, was proceed with caution. And Uh, that's actually correct, isn't it? Is it? That's Uh, what I'm asking you. I don't know. So Uh, white, white means white is for regulatory. What white means that, that this is law. Uh, that 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 you need to do this, uh, and and the color white. We don't want to use red, yellow, or green. Okay. At, at that point, uh, to to confuse with the traffic signal in the middle of the intersection, so that so the white color helps in that regard as well. But but a, a white uh, uh, traffic control device of of any kind it is regulatory. has has force of law behind it. Carry police should be enforcing if somebody does not. Obey that message. That that's that's what white generally means, um, and you know, the, so that that particular device there is trying to convey that you know, it's okay to use that lane. If you use that lane, you need to make a left turn out of that lane. Don't go straight through. Don't got make it. A right turn. Got it uh, out of that lane. But that yeah, the the white is is, is regulatory. I don't know what that really means. I'm just yeah. <laughs> talking it as means, as someone not in your field. Means, means regulation means means got got law behind it. Okay, but so if I'm in that lane and the one next to me is a red arrow, I can go proceed with caution? It, well, into it, the intersection if there's no the, the, the red arrow I know what to do there. I'm not going anywhere yeah, in that lane. Yeah. That that's that's at the traffic signal itself, right? Right. So, so yeah, don't don't No, don't I'm go not going anywhere. Red, arrow. red yeah, means yeah. stop. And then I'm yep. in that next lane next to it that's white. Mm-hmm. That means make the left make a left turn out of that lane. It's okay to be in that lane, and if you're in that lane, uh, execute a left turn. When the other arrow turns green. When the other arrow turns green. Okay, that's the part I'm missing okay. here because originally oh, yeah. you okay. said proceed with caution, and I'm like, yep. I've been wrong the whole time, 
And yeah. that's what's scaring me though, is that, yeah. you know, looking at that photo, you know what to do when it's, there's yeah. a red arrow. Yeah. The white arrow mm -hmm. has, is, is just, people haven't seen it before. So, yeah. so many yeah. said they're gonna proceed with caution, which if you think about that, that's the scariest answer to me, because that means red arrow people are waiting, Yep. And the yep. white arrow people, a good number of them think, oh, I can in do the inch out and do a turn. Yep. But that's yep. not the case. No, good good point. And even when I said proceed with caution is the right answer, what I meant was uh, several hundred feet away from the intersection, you're proceeding with caution in this lane. When, okay. when you get to the stop bar and when you start to enter the intersection, then do what the, what the red, yellow, green signal is telling you to do. So, um, so I can't, if I get, if I'm, if I'm in the lane with the white arrow, okay, mm -hmm. I can't inch out. No. Okay. I've got to do whatever red arrow's doing. That's correct. Okay. So I guess in very simplistic terms, my question is why can't it just be red as well? And I got that question from a lot of people. They're like, we have never seen a white arrow in our life. Why can't it just be red or green? If it turns green, why can't they turn together? Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, it, the, it, the answer is that we really try hard to preserve red, yellow, green to control the middle of the intersection. That, that that's, you know, to, to proceed past the stop bar, uh, the traditional traffic signal, and those are the traffic signal colors. And I know we, we use them a few other places around, but that's mostly trying to keep the red, yellow, green for what, what to do when you get to the stop bar as far as traffic signal goes and, and use other colors to, to convey other messages. In this case, it's, it's, it's an other message. It's, it's, it's lane, lane control, not intersection control. Okay, and here's my question. Here's my sure. question. I'm gonna give an analogy to my TV world, okay? Yep. So I work in sports TV and we used to you know produce a documentary, let's say. Not even a documentary, because that's all facts. Uh, I don't know, maybe a, a dramatic something, you know, a drama about Muhammad Ali, let's say. And we would, you know, I, I remember there were a couple times where we would preview it before we put it on air. And I would just raise my hand. And because I am not as die hard um, of a sports fan, I'm a casual sports fan. I know enough, but I'm a storyteller. Um, and I would raise my hand and say, I don't get what just happened in this story between there and there. And I remember one time my boss said to me, wow, like all of us guys in this room are too close to this. We know this story in and out. And yeah. then you have the casual sports fan over here who missed the biggest part of the whole movie because she wasn't aware of that. So we need to add this into the movie. And I'm wondering if you're almost too close to it. You know what I mean? Like, because you do this yeah. for a living that you're forgetting, yeah. not forgetting, yeah. not taking into consideration as much the people like me who don't have the analytical PhD engineering brain that you do and are writers, you know, a good driver, only one uh, citation in 33 years, Joe, okay? Right. Um, <laughs> and that was for speeding down a hill at 15 miles per hour, not fair, okay, in Virginia. But anyway, story for another time. Are you too close to it? Like, should they yeah. just be uniform? Because yeah. the fact that people are saying proceed with caution, my best friend said it. And she wrote, uh, because I sent it to her on text. I go, what would you do? And she goes, uh, I feel so dumb right now. I don't know. I've never seen this before. And she said, I guess proceed with caution. And I guess maybe people 
like us who aren't in your business, their brain goes there because yellow's close. I mean, white's close to yellow. It's not red and it's not green. You know what I mean? It's kind of in between. I, I do. It, the, the, and this, it's not, like I said, it's a terrific question. Uh, and we, we fight this all the time. Um, we're trying to do a, a really kind of subtle thing at this intersection with this, with this set of devices. Uh, this is a toe in the water, by the way. We hope that if dynamic left turn proves itself, we're going to hopefully install others and, and, you know, learn from this one and, and next ones will be better and better. But there's, there's a whole range of other possibilities uh, of things we can do with traffic that are like this, basically turn them on during the peak hour and turn them off during the off peak hours. <clears throat> that would be really exciting, would really help mm -hmm. if we can get that message across. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Me. And I guess I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying, um, I hate to use this word. Okay. But there's <laughs> sometimes we just need to dumb things down <laughs> to the, you know, most mm -hmm. common denominator, because yep. like I said, I have one citation in 33 years of driving. And yep. a lot of people can't say that's <laughs> that kind of record. You yep. know what I mean? People yep. are, you know, like you said, a certain number of people aren't yep. even going to listen or even going to pay attention. So I just feel like the, I, oh, my point is I always heard about the red X being the problem. Yep. Then I encountered the white and I said, no, because I know what a red X means. And I know if I screwed yep. up somehow, even though I was going 45 miles an hour and had to figure it out quick, like yep. I'm in the wrong lane. I got it. Red. Yep. The white one blew my mind. And yep. I think, um, I don't know. I just, I just think there's a simplification. Um, for, for, for some of these types of initiatives, uh, innovations, we can run them through a driving simulator to, to help uh, tease this out. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, if, if I remember right, we're, we're uh, NCDOT is sponsoring research right now on another type of um, left turn innovation uh, and, and this, exactly this question. of, of Can what, I be in the meeting, is, Joe? <laughs> yeah, we should invite you. You should. You're, Listen, you're, hey. You're asking all the right questions. Uh, and also, I mean... I, Again, the focus group, we would forget about that meeting I told you about with me and my bosses. We would show our movie, <laughs> the whole different field, by the way. I get it. But yours is even more important because you've got lives at risk. We don't. We just have people sitting at home on a couch, drinking a beer, watching yep. a movie. Um, and we want, you know, their opinions. And I just wonder, uh, maybe you did do it, but what would have happened if you had a focus group, all different ages, you know, teens, elderly, middle age. All, from all different, you know, areas of Wake County or whatever, sit in the room, you pay them 30 bucks each, and they watch this white arrow. I would love to know what they said. We did not do that with this one, but we have done that in other cases, and it is helpful um, if we if we ask the right questions and show the right devices. And, and you know, it's easy. I, I've been in a few of those. It's easy for the focus group to get sidetracked and, you know, the Complain they, about they, other things. Complain about other things. <laughs> right. Yep, yep. But, but if we, if we, you know, keep, keep them on track, ask the right questions, guide the discussion, we can get some useful feedback. Uh, what, when, when the new installation was put in, what yep. was used? I know there's about, I looked it up, like about a hundred thousand residents in, in the area. You know what I mean? Like if you sure. do a big circle around it, what means of communication was sent out to educate at least those folks who probably use that intersection the most? Yep. Well, as you said, you know, I, I was in the media a little bit. Some of my colleagues were try try to get uh, TV news and, and 
to the extent that newspaper uh, is, is still a thing we're out there in that, I think. Uh, the social media, for sure, uh, and, and I think still still doing that through our communications office and through the town of Cary. Um, uh, we had changeable message signs out on the on the approaches to the intersection. So what would they say? Uh, something like a new traffic pattern ahead or you know, a message like that. Just a heads up, something's, something's different up here. Uh, those are there for a couple months and then, and then they moved on. Um, I, I don't, we don't do much anymore uh, of like postcard or, uh, you know, through, through the U.S. mail or anything like that. That, that doesn't seem to work as well anymore. I think a lot of it these days has been uh, social media. Really? See, that was that that was going to be my next question because, you know, Google Fiber comes to rip up my yard once in a while. Um, Duke mm -hmm. Progress Energy comes out to do their thing. And I get a brochure that's usually a bright color, yep. sticks out from all the rest of your primarily white colored envelopes. And it's like, oh, Google Fiber is going to be working in the neighborhood. You know, you're going to be digging stuff up. There's going to be trucks all over. It's yep. definitely something I pay attention to. And that was why I was wondering. And Google Fiber is not my livelihood and my safety. Right. So I was kind of wondering because if you could have blanketed, mm -hmm. you know, the residents at least. That's a huge. Yeah. You know, those are the majority of the people probably using it. The mm -hmm. intersection, it would have been like $15,000. Um, I know it's $15,000, but you said it wasn't a lot to install the installation. Yeah. And for the right. price of safety, I don't know. Could that have been a, a miss? Yeah, I, I think that the, the feeling, my, my reaction, I think my colleagues would, would share that is, is we don't get the, the return out of, out of those that, that most people, it, it hits the recycling bin and, and, you know, they're not even, they're mm. not even looking at it. We, we said something like that. It's, it's going to be viewed as junk mail. Really? Uh, yeah. That that's uh, increasingly uh, out of, uh, sort of out of out of favor uh, in trying to trying to communicate with the public. But but if I um, had to balance that and yep. social media, no yep. offense, Joe. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> but North Carolina DOT Twitter probably isn't the hottest spot unless you're like maybe looking for traffic. You know, I don't know what your follower numbers are. I don't even know. Right. Um, but you know, and then to catch an interview yep. on WRAL for two minutes at six eighteen, like if there was one. You know what I mean? Yep. If you don't catch that and you don't happen to be someone who goes on and, you know, at yep. NCDOT, you're kind of screwed. You're just <laughs> driving 45 miles an hour. Make your best decision. Yep. Yep. I, it, I'm way out of my league here now. So if, if I if I miss misspeak, uh, don't, don't, don't hold against me or if if there's NCDOT people listening here. Yeah. I, I might, I might be well, and maybe is there, is there another mind. department that um, does that? Like the communication? I know you're, uh, you're an engineer. I'm not saying right. you should be the PR person, but I'm just yeah, wondering, yeah. like, maybe I should have the PR person on because I, I truly yeah. think that was a big part of the yeah. miss. We, we do have communications office and, and, and you know, for sure we work with them on things like this. They, they were, uh, in, in a dynamic left turn, uh, based, uh, is is it really a lot of people from the from the hospital? I was no, just going to bring that up. By the way, I was yeah, going to say that yeah. that that's another interesting dynamic to this particular intersection. And I'm going to tell you a quick tale. The most embarrassing road rage moment I ever had, okay, <laughs> was out in Santa Monica, California. I was driving down the street, not a busy street. There was this person in front of me in a pickup truck. He couldn't figure out what to do. I mean, he was just 
a hot mess. And I must have been in a bad mood. So I honk because I'm probably late to, you know, pick up my kid or something. And this guy pulled over and rolled down his window. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> something's going to go down. I rolled down my window and he goes, I'll never forget it. This is one of my dumbest moments. And I, I share it all the time. He said, I'm so sorry. My aunt just died in this hospital. I'm not from here. And I don't know where to park. Mm, and wow. let me tell you, it was cutting. Okay. Like it killed me. And I almost cried. And I said, I am so sorry. And I realized again, my time did not matter over his safety. <laughs> and I apologized and said what I could. And I drove away, but I learned that about hospitals that there's people coming from all over who aren't familiar. And this particular new traffic pattern. So the locals I feel weren't really potentially educated on what some of it meant. Um, and then you've got the hospital. I mean, maybe that's another future thing to consider because hospitals bring in people from out of state from, you know what I mean? To go visit aunt Mary or whatever. Um, yep. it's, a it's just an interesting dynamic. What about, you know, because someone replied back that they are a bus driver, a school bus driver for Farmington Woods Elementary, which is right up the block. And they said, none of us are told about it. None of us know what to do. They said, well, now we kind of know what to do. But the problem is no one else knows what to do. And that scared me, too, because that is that's our kids. They're our most <laughs> yep. precious part of this, you know, and there's a school right up the road. There's a one of our biggest parks, I think, 1200 feet away, which is yep. a great park. Uh, very big and very popular. So there's a lot of, you know, moms, kids, babysitters traveling there with kids right behind that grocery right. store. And it just, it just feels like, I don't know, we need, we need to do something uh, to communicate exactly what these signs mean. Because I came into this not knowing what the white arrow meant, you know, which uh -huh. is why I asked you. And, and then I did go, by the way, and when I was there asking the DMV guys, I asked for a manual and I said, I got to figure this out. I don't want to be hurt and I don't want to be yep. an idiot. Um, and it's not in here anywhere. Am I wrong? I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of things that aren't in there. So that wouldn't, wouldn't surprise. Okay. Cause, cause there's a lot of things we ask for to be in there and, and they don't put them in there because there's just so many pages and you can only ask the people to read so much. Right. But when it's the first time ever in the nation, mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's kind of important if you're in the DMV. And I know that's not your department, but I believe it's kind of your sister department, right? Reporting into the same yeah, yeah. structure. Yeah, within the, within the DOT. Yeah, I mean, and it's been, and I kept looking and I'm like, it's it's been three years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I th Then I thought, okay, I saw a number. I mean, we've probably had... I don't even know. 40,000 new teenage drivers hit the road since this was implemented. We could have educated 40,000 new teenage drivers. You know, we've had over 5,000 people migrate to carry from other areas, you know, who probably would have had to take some sort of a test and could have said, "Whoa, that's a little different, just like a roundabout is for some people like it's brand new. Um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe the part that's upsetting me the most isn't the implementation, but it's the communication. Um uh, uh, understood. I, I can say on that that's uh, it, that that is difficult. We share that frustration. Uh, I, I was earlier in my career. I was involved in the change from uh, green ball to flashing yellow arrow for a left turn. Okay. Um, uh, North Carolina was 
relatively aggressive in, in adopting flashing yellow arrow. Yeah, I heard. And I supported it. Uh, I, I, I was a researcher for much of my career, and, and the research was pretty clear that it was a superior device. But that concern that you're, you're on right now is how, how do we get people to understand when we swap out that device that that that, that flashing yellow arrow means what, what we intend it to mean? Um, fortunately, in that case, you know, the, the data came in that showed, you know, once we had a few in the, in the field, that the crashes, it, it, it saved crashes, that, that, that things were getting better. Um, so, so that fear kind of subsided. But the, the, the point you're making there of how, how to educate drivers, the, the huge diversity of drivers, and, and these days, you know, people, multiple languages, it, it's, um, it, it, it's. Um, so I know a year after the launch, uh, January, just about a year, 2021, um, every headline I saw was that it's a huge success. WRAL, Fox 11, whoever else. Um, and I just want to know, like, what were your metrics for success? Yeah, it, it was mostly that 85% number mm -hmm. that, I, that I mentioned before, 15% of people in the rightmost lane. 85% of people in the leftmost lane when, when the red X is engaged, um, that, that, um, that, that was, that was really the, the main thing. Uh, we had at that point, we had some, uh, crash data and, uh, I think at, at for the first year or so, yeah, I, I kind of remember that, that, uh, wave of uh, publicity, I guess you'd say that, there had been maybe one minor crash that was potentially attributable to uh, dynamic left turn. There, there had not been many. Again, there's lots of crashes around the intersection, but when you right. look at the patterns and Understood. say, what's, you know, what, what, what could be attributable to that device? Um, I, I think there was maybe one. Um, I, I haven't seen the crash data lately. I, I, uh, if there have been crashes there, uh, well, I guess my 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 question, I mean, crash numbers aside, which we can talk about, is it was launched on February 14th or around there, what, give or take a day, uh, 2020. And it's a year that sticks in our head because what happened, what happened at that time? Yeah. three weeks later, the big announcement, uh -huh. and then a month, almost, ex I think exactly a month after your launch, Governor Cooper closed all the North Carolina schools. And then we were all sitting at home scared to death. Um, and I believe there was about, I have to look it up, 60% less cars on the road. Right. So is that data from 2020 really? That, 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 that's a reason, one of the reasons that this has remained the only installation okay. so far. Okay, that is, was my next is, question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically you, you take, take all of the traffic data from 2020 and a good bit of 21 with a, a big lump of salt there that the, you know, by now the demands have mostly come back and, um, and then it takes a while to accumulate enough crash data to, to, to see anything if it's happening or not. But, uh, yeah, you, you, good, good point. 2020 was a yeah. anomaly from, from our point of view too. Yep. You're right. Everything's off. I mean, yep. Yep. I, I don't think much of anything's accurate from that year. Um, yep. I do know. I mean, what I did was I looked at the um, this intersection in particular and the number of crashes 
2019, when the world was jolly and great, um, to this year, uh, past year, to your point, yeah. because it it's the most normal we've been in 2022, mm -hmm. I think. Um, yeah. And in this particular intersection, there's been a 26% increase in crashes. Yeah. So is that concerning? Like when you talk about you have to give a little bit of safety. I, 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 it's concerning, but I, I'd want to know you know, in particular to this device, you know, how, how many of those in, involve these left turning vehicles uh, that, that, you know, yeah, could, could have something to do with the device, even a crash involving one of the left turning vehicles, not necessarily this device, but, you know, we, 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 we'd like to dig into the details of those crashes and see, you know, what were, what were the causes. So they'll be doing that. Uh, There's someone who does that at the DOT. Yeah, that that's, um, I, I can't, I don't know. Uh, at at the moment, there, there's people that monitor crash data pretty much con continuously. Uh, but as far as looking at, at those crashes at this intersection, uh, that that would be sort of you know up to uh, a couple of us and and maybe the town too to you know kind of uh, take take a take a look back and see. It's not it, honestly, it's not something that that DOT is good at uh, sort of monitoring things after they're in. Um, we cut we cut the ribbon and and uh, so who does it go to then? Who does that? Who's well, the data well, people? There's 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 continuous monitoring of um, crash data. There, you know, we've got a uh, unit, uh, uh, dozens of my colleagues that that's their their job basically uh, statewide. But look at everything, but look look for the places where uh, you know if, if we're getting a spike, uh, that's that's. Uh, an anomaly that's mm -hmm. you know more, more than it should be. Uh, twenty six percent increase in this place from twenty nineteen to uh, is that twenty twenty two? The, the uh, um, cr crashes were up generally, um, some from nineteen to twenty two. So that could account for a little bit. Uh, you don't know that a lot. A lot of things could could be involved there. Uh, Okay. Yeah, have to look at the, uh, the demands on Tryon Road and Cary Parkway. Right, right, right. There were new stores built. Where yeah. did, did a new development yeah. going? Understood. Okay. Um, wing in the hospital. Yeah, whatever. Okay. So um, I know in some there was some report written that you and your team worked on, and you talk about you know each driver saves this amount of time, and there was a lot of talk. There was the talk which. I got to be honest, always freaks me out when I hear <laughs> we needed a city or town engineer with a political leader receptive to the dynamic left turn install. I hate the word politics. I'm, an, I'm a registered independent because I can't stand half the half of both parties. OK, so I'm pretty neutral in between. Um, but what does that mean? Because then I started to see a lot of, you know, we suggest this for other agencies that this was presented in D.C. Is, is it Pete Buttigieg's National Transportation Board thing? that you and your team went to in 2021, you said it was a success. You said, we suggest other agencies implement this. And then if we don't do this, we could cause additional delays, increase in fuel consumption and emissions. So is this a green thing? It, it, it is. Like I said before, it's a small thing, but it's, it's heading toward green. If we reduce delay, we reduce emissions and, and help global warming. So the, the, you know, it's it, it's small, but it's heading in that in that direction. Uh, the, the the politics here uh, at, at NCDOT, we are fortunate that 
our political leadership at the state level basically gives us room to try some of these things mm-hmm. um, within lots of boundaries and caveats and 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 you know we're not just running out there uh, try, trying every last thing but if we can make a case that that you know we're either making something safer or like we talked about before that the mobility safety trade-off is still still a good one um, North Carolina is actually a quite quite progressive state in that sense of of you know letting us traffic people put things out there and 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 see what works and uh, they, the bosses tell us, just make sure it works. Right? But we don't want to be the guinea pigs too much. No, but on the other hand, we, we do a lot of things that save our citizens lots of time and lots of crashes, uh, ahead of other states. Um, North Carolina is number one among the states in that, uh, reduced conflict intersection design, RCI. Um, the, the idea on some roads, you get a Median big enough where where you're basically coming out from a cross street and you have to make a right turn and then a U turn to come back through. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're number one. That's a clear safety benefit and mobility benefit. Our leadership deserves all kinds of accolades for sort of letting us do that. And for instance, California, we we have over 400 in this state. California has zero. Um, so you know, good good for our leadership for letting us do that. In this case. The, what we're referring to in that um, passage in that article, it, it was mostly at the town of Cary level mm-hmm. that because they, they literally own the signal and this doesn't happen without changing the signal and operating the signal differently and their staff putting in some time to, to make this work. So um, wherever we went around the triangle, it, it was you know, going to have to have city or town support. And, and Cary generally has that same sort of progressive attitude about, you know, if, if, if we engineers can make a case to our political bosses that this is a thing that's probably going to work, probably going to help trying to do the right thing, then, then they usually give us the okay. So, we appreciate but that. we're still open, as we said earlier, to tweaking the yes. intersection if possible. Yeah, that, that's, uh, I, I don't, I, as we speak here, I don't think anything's been committed but the the conversation is underway at in in my building and and uh, at at the town and and also uh, Division Five in Durham who oversees roads here between the three of us to to do a couple of those tweaks pavement marking and and the sign uh, and the and the can the arrows just be the same color? Yes, yes. I mean that, to that, me that's the biggest thing because the white uh, arrow just. Nobody, nobody knows yep. what that means. Like, and like I said, in some sense, we're doubling down. We're making the other arrow to be a, a white arrow too, but at least both of them will be the same message. And Right. Consistent messaging on the two consistent. turn lanes yep. to me. I mean, and, and when I posted this, I got to just tell you, and, and this is what's upsetting. And I told you, I've, I've lived in big cities. I lived in medium sized mm-hmm. cities, never seen crashes in that, in, like, like I do in that intersection. I mean, yeah. deployed airbags, uh, arms hanging out of cars and, and I'm not being, you know, depressing here. I'm just mm-hmm. telling facts. And when I posted it, sure enough, one of my friends sent me the picture of her kids and it's, this is a car flip, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's a person who, and she was upset cause her kids were in the silver car doing everything right. And it was the person in that left hand lane who didn't know what to do 
and plowed right into them and the car flipped and everything else. And I can't imagine she was following them as a mother in her car. And I just, seriously, I, I can't imagine. So I, I do, I appreciate the fact that you said we're always trying to make it better um, because without change, you know, I know right. the saying is without change, we're dying. I don't mean physically dying. You get what I'm saying. Uh, yep. We need to yep. always try to do better. Um, yep. But I, I really, really appreciate you coming on. Um, sure. I know it's a weird conversation and I know how hard you worked on it. Um, and I just felt like I wanted to, you know, if you watch my other podcasts, I always say safety is everything. I mean, when I had my 9-11 episode, my L.A., the reason I left L.A., I talk about without safety, we have nothing. So um, that was my biggest concern. And I'm glad you shed some light on some of the, you know, implementations, the issues, the tweaks that could happen, um, because I think it'll be helpful for for people to hear. So um, thank you so very much for taking the time, Joe. It was nice to meet you. Thank you for asking good questions. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, we're, we're trying. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Have a great yeah. Friday. Take care. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye. I want to thank Joe for coming on. It's not an easy conversation sometimes. Um, and But what I w- will say is that it was a constructive conversation, I think on both ends. I know I learned quite a lot um, from the conversation. And I feel like together, all the people I've been talking to about this, collectively our voices meant something to Joe and probably will be related back. And as with any big industry, it doesn't matter if you're in the sports industry, the TV industry, or the Department of Transportation industry, when there's a mammoth big undertaking project, there's always something that could fall aside or, you know, be, I don't want to say forgotten about, but not fine-tuned to its best degree. Um, And I feel like the best news we got from our interview was that the DOT is open to change. They're open to tweaking things, which was probably the best news of all. So I want to thank Joe for coming on. And I want to tell all of you, the hundreds and hundreds of people who say they hate this intersection, I know who you are, have faith, okay? Maybe maybe through open dialogue, positive change is coming. Thank you so much for watching Hollywood Sports Mom, and we'll see you next time. Subscribe and like our episode, and we'll see you soon.